Lots of news to get to this afternoon, so let's dive right in. We begin in Orange County, where the Sheriff's Office is investigating a body found on Sunday morning in the western unincorporated part of the county. Sheriff's Office said it received a report from a man walking his dog who discovered a human body off Heron Pond Drive just before 9 a.m. Roads off Old Greensboro Road, six miles west of Carborough. Investigators later said the body was of Susan Margaret Horky, a 35-year-old commonly known as Skylar Brooks, who is a resident of Greensboro. No details of the scene were given, and investigators said the medical examiner has yet to formally determine the time or cause of death. Orange County Sheriff's Office asked anyone with any information about any unusual activity on or near Heron Pond Road over the weekend to contact them immediately. Turning back to our local elections now, as uh, 97.9 The Hill is bringing you candidate introductions. When we let the candidates tell you about themselves in their own words, we invite them into the studios and ask them a series of questions pertaining to their campaign. And they're limited in how long they can discuss the issues as we keep each introduction right around five minutes. You can head to chapelboro.com to find links to each candidate's website, the questions we asked, and all of the intros as they air on the radio. Today, it's Hillsborough Board of Commissioners. And, of course, you can find all the candidate intros after they've aired on the radio by visiting chapelboro.com. Keeping it with local politics now, we got some endorsements from basketball star Armando Baycott. He tweeted his support for Jess Anderson for Chapel Hill Mayor and Theodore Nolert for Town Council. Reminder also, tomorrow we'll hear from the candidates in the Pittsburgh Board of Commissioners race. Turning to some global news now with local ties, as we've seen this last week, the war happening between Israel and Hamas fighters in Palestine is affecting so many others across the globe, including on UNC's campus. A tense demonstration took place on Thursday as some supporting Palestinians were met by pro-Israel campus community members. It reflects how emotionally fraught the conflict is. UNC Chancellor Kevin Guskowitz sent out a message to students, faculty, and staff on Friday sharing how the university is hoping to help people navigate through this period. He condemned Hamas as an instigating attack from October 7th while also stating violence and anti-Semitism would not be accepted on the Chapel Hill campus. The message came after the chancellor opened his University Day remarks with a similar message just 24 hours earlier. Here's what he said at that time. I want to begin by acknowledging the heartbreaking pain from members of our community who have been affected by the terrorist attacks of Hamas in Israel and the devastation in Gaza. We condemn all forms of violence and mourn the many lives lost. Rest assured, we are focused on our people and supporting them during this difficult time. My leadership team and I have been reaching out and meeting directly with those who are hurting, especially our students. The foundation of our university, which is why we gather on University Day, is about our community and caring for each other. Chancellor Kevin Guskowitz speaking there, turning to some local restaurant news now. We have a date for the open of Snooze AM Eatery in Eastgate Crossing here in Chapel Hill. Their first day will be Wednesday, November 8th. 
The Colorado-based chain has a few locations near Charlotte, but this will be their first Triangle location. Again, that's Wednesday, November 8th for the opening for Snooze. Time now for sports, and it's pretty fun sports weekend to talk about uh, here in Chapel Hill, primarily because there was a big football game that I'm going to be quite honest with you. I was a little bit concerned about this one. This felt like the moment that reality stepped in for this dream season. But no, Heels got the win against a ranked Miami team, 41-31, pretty much dominant in the second half, and they have moved up to number 10 in the rankings your UNC Tar Heels now a top 10 football team. The potency of the UNC offense was on full display Saturday night against the Hurricanes. Drake May tossed a season-high four touchdown passes, and this is such a fun storyline. Three of those touchdown passes went to wide receiver Tez Walker, who had the best game of his career just two weeks after receiving eligibility from the NCAA. 97.9 The Hills' Michael Coe has more on how UNC and Walker are a match made in the southern part of heaven. Until two weeks ago, the phrase the Tez Walker experience meant something completely different around Chapel Hill. It meant legal headaches, miles of red tape, and a decidedly avoidable injustice at the hands of the NCAA. Now it means long passes, broken tackles, and highlight reel touchdowns. Just ask the Miami defense. Walker torched the Hurricanes secondary to the tune of 132 receiving yards and three touchdowns, the latter being a career high for the transfer from Kent State. Though Walker made his Tar Heel debut last weekend against Syracuse, it was this performance in the 41-31 win which truly served as his coming out party. The groundwork for the performance was laid during the week, when Walker finally got to experience a normal practice routine after weeks on the scout team. After one practice in particular, quarterback Drake May remembered Walker pulled him and the rest of the receivers aside for an impromptu study session. He brought us in on, on Thursday. Um, he said Drake may watch some film, and we got you know pretty much all the receivers together um, in the receiver room, and and just me in there with with the guys. Um, and really, him he was the one asking you know to go in there and watch some extra film and just um, testament to who the guy he is and um, you know how he wants to, how much he wants to win. Walker, who was quiet and reserved off the field as opposed to his on-field fire, shrugged off the film session as nothing new for him. That's just me in general. Like I prep like that every week, and um, I feel like it's good to get all of the younger receivers to come along and help them whatever whatever they need. Help them like learn how to prepare and uh, watch film. Though Walker's effectiveness against Syracuse was limited due to the short turnaround, teammates and coaches noted the Tez effect of drawing defenders in coverage away from other Tar Heel receivers. Against Miami, Walker simply cut out the middleman and hauled in the passes himself. His six catches were twice as many as any other Carolina receiver had on the night. Head coach Mack Brown said Walker provides a dimension to the UNC offense that simply wasn't there before. We were 4-0 without him. Obviously, we have a chance to be much better with him. And now that people have seen him, it's, gonna, it's going to change the way people play defense against us. His presence is a, a game changer. It's hard to get more than a sentence or two out of Walker during press conferences, but the smile on his face Saturday night was omnipresent. After enduring the stress and anxiety that comes with a tussle with the NCAA, Walker's star-making performance against the Hurricanes felt cathartic. Here's Brown again. He just keeps talking about how blessed he is and how much fun it is for him to play. And 
But he, he's tough, he's smart, he blocks well. He, he, he's, uh, I thought he played unbelievable for his first game really here where he actually got to practice a little bit. This is what the Tez Walker experience always should have been. Legalese needlessly robbed him and Carolina fans of four games, but now his presence cannot be denied. And neither can this. With Walker now fully in the fold, Saturday night's Carolina victory could only be the beginning. For 97.9 The Hill, I'm Michael Coe. Thank you, Michael. You can find a print version of that story by visiting chapelboro.com. Other notes from the weekend for the football team. Wide receiver Kobe Pesor out indefinitely, though he might return after surgery on a broken toe. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Punter Ben Kiernan is, in fact, out for the season with a lower body injury. The good news, lots of individual awards distributed from that game. ACC Quarterback of the Week, Drake May. ACC Running Back of the Week, Omarion Hampton. ACC Wide Receiver of the Week, Tez Walker. And Linebacker of the Week, Sed Gray. Great job, Tar Heels. Other results from the weekend, Fiona Crawley won the Florence South Carolina Open. That's her first professional tournament win. Congratulations to her. Third-ranked UNC Field Hockey got a pair of road wins. They beat 13th-ranked Syracuse 4-1 on Friday, then 4-3 win over Albany on Sunday. We've also got UNC Volleyball with a good weekend. They swept both Syracuse and Boston College on the road. In soccer, Carolina women fought Wake Forest to a 1-1 draw. The men lost to the Demon Deacons 1-0. The men will be back in action tomorrow night. They'll be hosting William & Mary. Then we've also got uh, the tip-off event in the Smith Center from over the weekend, live action with Carolina basketball. Big news out of that was Tar Heel legend Eric Montross announced that he'll be taking a year off from the radio broadcasts as he continues his fight against cancer. UNC announced that they donated $25,000 in his honor to the UNC Children's Hospital. Other news from basketball, the first preseason poll has come out, and the UNC men's basketball team ranked 19th in that poll. So congratulations to them. Looking forward to that number getting a little bit lower once games start to happen.